This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, welcome to Enemies. I am Lisa Traeger. Bless you all. JK, I'm not religious. When did blessed become such a normal thing to say in our lexicon? I'm anti-religion, obviously. So many enemies, Roe v. Wade, this is terrible. Um, I'm sure you all have heard every perspective and every point of view and every solution and every non-solution and good thought, bad thought, infuriating moments, fear, every emotion that you can imagine. So I don't have to go into in-depth information about what's going on. I was chill for a while because it's too overwhelming. I can't even fully comprehend the horrors that are ahead of us for so many people. But I, I was staying off and then all hell broke loose and I started fighting with people on Twitter. And I think my biggest kind of pet peeve is people thinking there are these like simple, basic solutions for just close your legs. Okay, that's what are you even saying? Like, you don't know that birth control fail. Oh, go on birth control. Oh, just travel. Like one bitch was legit. Like, I have to travel for medical procedures. And it's like, for what? For like your plastic surgery? Go fuck yourself. Like, are people that dense? Are they really not seeing outside of themselves? Are they truly trolls? Like, is that really what someone thinks? Like, why don't you just travel? Like, they don't think it's a 16 year old, someone that has to hide it from their family, someone that's in the middle of a medical emergency that needs care. ASAP who can't travel someone who can't get off work someone who already has three kids and can't just like leave their family there's just like so much nuance in all of us and all of our lives and it just seems so wild to me there are people that just think like they're one simple thing uh, like can't you take plan B? What what are you even saying? You think that's it? You've solved it all? You're right. We could take plan B. No abortions ever needed. It's just, it doesn't make sense. I But maybe they are this dense. Maybe they are this simple. And that's the thing. It's like, we're dealing with simple fucking people. We're dealing with people that, or the cockiness and the arrogance to think that anyone cares what you think or how, it, well, I understand for these cases, but no one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. Who are you? Who are you? I don't understand where people get off on thinking they know things outside of themselves in such deep ways when they are like, how, wh- what do you mean? People are like, um, you know, there's no such thing as medical emergency. Like, shut up. The women don't die in giving birth. And it's like, what are you saying? How do you even know this? I keep repeating myself, but it's truly something that bothers me a lot. Um, Something else that bothers me, whenever men do something shitty, I find so often that like women have to speak up or against or like, well, why are you still working there? Why are you doing that and this? And then it's like, why are you asking women to be punished for men that they don't even know is bad behavior? It bothers me. So those are the two things. Um, Right now, as I record this, the testimony came out. I guess, I mean, the president choked a Secret Service person. So I wonder if anything is going to happen and threw ketchup at people. Yeah, it just seems shocking. I don't think anything's going to happen. We know the world ahead of us. Like, who's going to change their mind? Like, oh, well, finally now he did choke Secret Service. So I'm out. It's like, yeah, these people, I don't get why they didn't let him go into the mob. Like, get him fucking murdered. Who cares? He should have gone in the mob and gotten, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm done talking about it. 
our guests today are really special. I am feeling a little insecure about this episode um, because it seems like just a full on conversation with friends. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a full on podcast or just a reuniting. But I think you guys are going to be excited because you knew I was in Finland and I have my two girls on. Are you kidding? How exciting. I have Aditi Mittal from Mumbai, a fucking badass bitch like you won't understand. Um, to me, Marake. Um, a badass bitch they are uh, what I've been telling everyone is they're like so famous and successful where they're from like they would not be able to book someone for this job as equal success of them in America you know what I mean like they would have to book like Chelsea Handler and they couldn't afford her but they could afford me so it was cool being with my two worldwide international celeb babies. I had so much fun with them in Finland. I can't wait to be reunited with them in November. But we got along so well. And I just feel blessed that I get to have a, an excuse to get them on a Zoom time zones. Like it was 10 a.m. for me and Toomey um, or 11 for Toomey or t- no. 10 a.m. for me, 1 p.m. for Toomey, and 10 p.m. for Aditi. Like, by the end, she's yawning. I'm like, I guess it's come to an end. We truly talked for two hours. So, um, you know, good luck to our producer for editing it. And we did talk a little shit about one person that did annoy me on our trip. But any of our, if anyone listens from the production and crew, like, I do love everyone. We squashed our shit. It's just lighthearted bitching. Um... And because I do feel a little guilty because we did end up getting along and it was like such it was incredible to meet everyone. But I did have some conflict on the set. Duh, it's me. It's not like I go to Finland and change my full personality. Yeah, we get a little spicy. So uh, just be ready for that. I mean, it's the enemies podcast. Of course we are. Um, I just was like, fuck, are we bullies? But maybe we are. So yeah, we talk about our trip, the world. I don't even know. It was a fever dream. Like once we I realized it's been it had been too two hours. I'm like, it seemed like it had been 15 minutes. We just get along so well. It was great to catch up. I tried to keep on theme, but not always and not a lot. And you guys are going to get to know these two superstars um, on a deep level like I did. You're going to hear funny stories from our trip and experiences and... I don't know. I honestly, like I said, fever dream. And I hope you enjoy it listening as much as I enjoyed recording. And I hope it gives you a little bit of relief, joy, happiness, excitement in this trying time in our country's deep um, slide into fascism. If you are listening from a different country, please give me a shout out. I would love to know where you're listening from. Um, It would be very, very exciting. Oh, I should see if there are reviews on this podcast. I don't know if I'm mentally prepared. Okay, I have to check. That'll be my goal. But have fun. Enjoy this. And we answer some phone calls. So don't forget, you guys can call in with all of your enemy problem needs. Um, Write us an email and the guests will be answering so I have like genius people answering so call 323-677-1943 if you need any advice and enjoy hello yay Aditi to me Mumbai Atlanta thrilling why (laughs) what's do you have written stuff on your cabinet oh yeah I do Quotes? Oh damn! I, Are those your yeah, manifestations? So, yes, yes, it's my 
if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. That's one. Then the other one is, if not now, then when? If not me, then who? And then the other one is, relax, breathe, refocus, and go. Um, and y'all know how much I love, like, like self, uh, talk, like talking up to myself. And so, no, like, those are great. To- <laughs> and to me, is that you eating a gluten-free cookie, or is that a regular cookie? <laughs> Some nasty as routine free freaking attempt at happiness. Because <laughs> that was we, my biggest uh, problem with the two of you. I was, you know, we, we got along so well. Then we have private chefs, the best chefs cooking us dinners, and you made them all cook dairy and gluten free, and then would eat McDonald's the next day. It was <laughs> it, it, you. You killed me. I screwed myself over. I try. I tried to be a team player. And I ended up with migraines. So, ah, you bought those Pringles yeah. on your own. Don't blame your MSG on us. <laughs> you should have gotten a headache because of a delicious pie that someone baked us. Instead, you bought Pringles and got yourself a migraine. And but, then got mad at us when we hung out without you, saying we were leaving you out. But I did take one for the tea and drink. I made sure after those couple of days of recovery that I took one for the team and I drank with you. Wait, what night did you drink? All of them except the two nights that I was sick. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do All you normally them. not drink? Uh, 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 okay. But how f- <laughs> well, so one of the famous things I would say is that at the end of our shooting, they told us that they thought we would be not getting along. And they were kind of disappointed that we got along because it wasn't good television. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, we could have started a fight about the gluten thing, but I'm like, nobody was committing to it. Nobody was committing to it. So my, my backstory is this. Like when we were like, do you have any dietary preferences? I was like, yeah, I like tasty food. But then a part of me was like, you know, it'll sound very like I'm a sophisticated person that takes care of my body. Uh, if I say like I want like gluten-free, lactic acid-free and, you know, just flavor-free uh, food. And then suddenly we had like this, like every time, every meal was the size, like the table was the size of a football stadium. Well, Those yeah, and then it, we kept having to have mashed cauliflower, mashed asparagus, <laughs> cold asparagus, a mush of some vegetable. And it's like, can we get a potato and some butter in this bitch? But we couldn't. <laughs> but you got the tastiest food. Oh, my God. Because there were chefs who were like, she's going to be our happy place. And they would make you food that had the milk and the they did it and the joy. They yeah. did. No, we me and Aditi sometimes got seafood on our own. But they didn't. And even in the final cabin, the chef came up to me. He's like, was that good? And I bet it's because he's never cooked that weird ass food before. (laughs) It was wild. Why do you think we didn't fight? Was it just summer camp that we vibed so hard or because we're comics or we're cool girls? Like, what do you think made us get along instantly? I think we have the right level of not giving a fuck. And when we realized that about each other, we loved that about each other because no one had anything to prove. I think people who end up clashing are clashing because um, they're trying to one-up each other or everybody's got something to prove. And the minute I feel like you're going to expose me, it's a reason to clash with you. I don't know. I just, because I loved you bitches. I was like, these are some wild children. I'm in. I agree. That's cool. 
Do you agree, Aditi, or do you have a different thing? Suddenly you're so quiet and demure. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm back home in India, suddenly I'm like, you know, my Indian self. Um, <laughs> I guess it's who I am now. No, you know what? I think that actually when I was leaving for here, I was really nervous uh, about getting along with people. And uh, my mother has an acupuncturist, okay? who I talk to, I don't know why, like endlessly, okay? Why is he, why he's doing acupuncture for her? I hang around and chat with her. And so I was telling him, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm really excited to go for this thing. And, you know, it's going to be like a bunch of people. He said, oh, you know, don't forget to make sure that you're in a good mood always. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, instead of like dancing around things and trying to kind of I was like, just let me make sure that I'm happy. And the moment I'm happy, I know I can exude happiness. Um, and I can exude like positivity. And I really mad. Like it was obnoxious. That whole that whole six days or whatever. I was just so happy. I was needlessly and endlessly happy. Um, and so happy. and and you guys were, you know, y'all became the reason that I was so happy all the time. Really you were happy actually. You at some point I was like, I'm gonna ask her what she's on because I want some. Like you were constantly even on a bad day, you'd like have two minutes of bad and then you were back like it never happened. That was insane. Because when we first met, I was afraid of Lisa. And I was like, Okay, uh, you are gonna be the happy mom who wakes everybody up at five AM because you had the energy already. <laughs> so I was like, Okay, I'm scared of Lisa, I need to figure out where her trigger points are. I don't want to trigger her because she looks like she's a ticking <laughs> time bomb. <laughs> and then there was you who was already starting off with us wearing matching outfits. And I was like, ah! I can't believe you thought, I guess, I guess that could be off-putting. No, no, you're not off-putting. But you know what? Yeah. And I agree with Stoomy on this because when we had that first meeting, no, it was also on Zoom. And uh, it was, it was, like, you know, I think to me had that, like, I'm a mom of three energy, which was very, like, welcoming and very, like, I don't care what level of freak you are, I'll accommodate you energy. I was uh, terrified. I was like, you know what, I don't know that, like, you know, this to me lady is sort of, like, moderately borderline genius. And then this Lisa lady doesn't care. Because you were the one, we were all just hanging around in the Zoom meeting and you were the one that was like, okay, I've, I've got to do like you were the one to end that. <laughs> we were on like at some point we'd warm up to each other. We talk to you. You were like, yeah, I, yeah, okay. So I'm done. Are we, are we done here? Because I think we're pretty. And I was like, <laughs> no, I had a hard. I did have to go somewhere, but I do have to add there was another meeting all planned, and you guys didn't show up. So I had heard all the information already. Oh, uh, but then. <laughs> oh, you're all right. Then it's fine. Then it's fine. Whatever. But at what moment did you realize, oh, this, it won't be, she's not bored of us. <laughs> Was there a moment? Everything I get in trouble for, you guys did worse than me. <laughs> for me to be the first one ready, I, I, all my friends and colleagues I texted were like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, I am ready first. They would, they couldn't believe it. <laughs> It was awesome. That was a, you know, I remember also at some point, like you, like we, I, I got my period that day or something and I was in a really foul mood or whatever and I was taking time to get ready. I remember you were like, you know what, I'll hold them off because they had to do some shots about like, I don't know, our feelings 
oh my god how many times they asked us our feelings i want to kill myself <laughs> but you said you know what they're coming to shoot my feeling and so uh, and i know they'll come to your room after this i'll hold them off and i was like this is the life of jen chalisa <laughs> yeah the period sucks for you yeah period that was a weird fucking- headache and then what did i i just had one producer i didn't like <laughs> okay, you know what? Actually, I completely forgot <laughs> the homicidal you, moment. Tell us, like, tell us what was going through your head, because okay, just for the dear listener, let me tell you, like, from my point of view, what was happening. We finished shooting, you know, for the day. We come back. Um, I've had a weird day. I come back. I, you know, the the lift pings open at the uh, at the floor that all three of us have rooms in, and Lisa standing at the lift and she's like emergency meeting and we are supposed to be downstairs for like in like 4 seconds okay that was the that's the average time they gave us to change our clothes and get ready and stuff <laughs> this one wants to have an emergency meeting and so then we are going to have this emo- and then she lays it on us so lisa can you tell us what happened yeah what set me off at first was she humiliated me she gave me a note But if you get a no, that means I can I can change it. Yeah. So thank you so much. Now I'll do it different, but the camera was being put away. So there like I couldn't change anything, so there's no point of that no except to tell me I did something that I can't change p- wrong. But she also <laughs> did it in front of all of the students. So it was the day we were at the primary school. I'm trying to bond with 15-year-old cool girls, you know, the punk rock kids. I finally get these finished people to speak, right? We finally <laughs> connect on horror movies and TV. Like finally they're talking and she and the cameras are down and then she goes, "Wow, so all you do is watch TV, huh?" Like <laughs> And I go, "What?" And she goes, "You kept talking about other shows and movies. We're not going to be able to air that because it's on a different channel." But the camera's being put away. So it's like, what do you want from me? So I just told her I'm like, "Hey, just so you know, that was embarrassing. I'm like, only give me a note if that's something I can change, and if not, it's not necessary." And then that was fine. And then I forgot my purse, and it's like I like, you know, sm- like smothered a child to death. She was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, oh," and like running and trying to be on time. And I was like, "Just leave your stressed energy or even on the way to the school." It was like I was like, "Oh yeah, when we get there, I'll put do my makeup." She goes, "Can you just do your makeup now?" And I go, "No. I can't." <laughs> I'll do it when we're parked. Thank you. Like, <laughs> I, I, what do you want from me? So then the stress and then like it, it was just nitpicky. It wasn't like letting me be who I am yeah. with these people. And then we're in the car and I'm talking to our friend Yuha and uh, so we're chit-chatting in the front seat and then from the back seat she goes, Can we please focus on the interviews you're going to do cuz I was we were about to do the the paper interview and I went focus on what I don't even know what questions <laughs> they're going to ask me <laughs> And that's how it started I guess nothing is bid is to have like a full emergency meeting but I like having a little drama and it's nice that it wasn't us and it was just this like you know woman but um Then I said something I'm like, "Oh, I loved working with this other producer." I was like, "I loved working with her." So then that night, uh I why am I forgetting? So she comes, the other one comes in, the, who I'm not getting along with to do the exit feelings interview. And before she starts, she goes, "Did you miss working with me?" <laughs> 
And I said, yeah. yeah. And she goes, mm-hmm, sure. And it's like, you're supposed to make me feel great. That's your job as a producer. And I hated when you were being stressed on your phone. She came over to you and was just like, good energy. We need good energy. And it's like, that's not how you get good energy. If I was in her position, I would have gone to you and been like, what's going on? Let's solve this before we get into it. I want you to be in a good mood. Let's figure. She wouldn't let two me pee. I'm like, she's a mother of three. If she needs to piss, she could piss. Like, it, it was just too much for me in a way where I'm like, you're not helping us creatively in any way. Or I'd say, oh, I really like this. She goes, well, we're not filming that. So stop. And it's like, <laughs> it's the world according to comedians, not the world according to you. You know what I mean? Like, and she just kept nitpicking, like, stop speaking like this. You're too long, too long. Do this. I mean, the day I went to the center for the intellectually disabled, thank God she wasn't there. It would have it would have been bad. I don't think she would have been able to be there. Honestly, I love that meeting. Like, I love uh, the fact that, you know, we, we all, like, all three of us are suddenly sitting together and we were like, this is a problem. And, uh, and I loved that we were on the same page, you know, because I think that yeah. actually, honestly, if we weren't, it would have been really rough for all three of us and for mm. them as well. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they wanted fighting from us, but I don't think they realized what that would entail. It would be us like not wanting to sit in the same car or demanding like I need to go last or for, you know, like being kind yeah. of wild. But then it continued. And then when we got to that big mansion, the factory owner's mansion, we had 45 minutes to get fully ready in our own hair and makeup to do promo shots for the whole TV show. This is the entry like theme song. This is the press. This is the photos that we'll be promoting. We had 45 minutes to do our own hair and makeup. And this bitch is like, we're starting in five. We're starting. And it's like, no. <laughs> and then she comes up and goes, the photo shoot has started. And I go, well, clearly it's not. One of my eyes doesn't have eyeshadow on it. And then when we get down, what does everyone say? You look amazing. You guys look amazing. And it's like, yes, of course we do. Like, we got time to do our makeup. And then after we're, like, living our dreams, we're looking amazing. We just shot this cool photo shoot. Dinner in 15. Dinner in 15. Dinner in 15. And it just, like, it, it couldn't. And then when she couldn't, she didn't let me get an appetizer. That's when I was like, absolutely not. I can't work with you again. <laughs> yeah. But then at the uh, end, know, we hugged. We had a good time at the end. It was just like some friction. But at the end, we hugged. We said good words. It's not a lifelong, like, enemy situation. I hope yeah. to see her again. <laughs> oh, you definitely will. Because I'm paying for her ticket to come to New York to watch uh, our show. Oh, you're yeah. paying? <laughs> oh. Because she said, she said she, she's like, I, I said, I hope you're going to use, we'll see you in New York. And she was like, no, but you know, I, I can't afford a ticket to New York. And I was like, am I the person from the third world country going to be paying for your ticket? From the no, world but, but the time that I think I went too far is when she knocked on my door in the morning and you oh. were scared because I went, just please leave me alone. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Because you know what? I uh, like, I think you're, I mean, you know what the thing is? Actually, nothing of what you're saying is wrong. Uh, or even exaggeration, to be very honest with you. <laughs> Thank saying, you for the f- confirmation <laughs> of that. It's true, because this is the day after you guys went. I went with her to, uh, you know, some, uh, we went to the well, uh, the welfare van. Okay, and then, so she's like, it's going to be really cold, so carry everything that you're wearing. 
Uh, so I like literally carried my entire suitcase. I was like, if in case I'm cold, right? So I carry everything, and then I decide to smoke a cigarette outside. And she is like bubbling. Okay, at this point, I don't know why. And I realized, I mean, luckily I knew our context. Otherwise, I would have been very confused. So then I just, and I, I think I aggravated her when I was like, "Hey, you seem a bit stressed." <laughs> I, like she was like, "Yes, I am stressed because you know what." This is not how it's done in this country, and I was like, now it's a fucking like national thing, ah, that you're all uptight assholes or what? And then finally, she like I was talking to you, how you I was talking about like his mom's garden or something, and then she just interrupted that and then gave me like a seven-hour history of Finland recap. Okay, like she took me year by year, so it felt like seventeenth century. Um. And she gave this fucking whole ass recap to me. We go, we get there, and then she starts putting more clothes on me. And at this point, like I decided that I'm just gonna be happy. I'm just gonna be fucking like whatever. Yeah, okay. So then I look like you know a boiled potato. I get out of the car. Then I start sweating because it's really warm inside. And then I like tried to make up. She was like, okay, you know, here you are. And behind you is the bed. Like that. Start. And they, the, I used to get so irritated because questions were always, "How are you feeling?" I'm standing in front of a camera with a building behind me. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> and that's when she's like, "Look, okay, right now, I just need you to focus on like meeting these people, getting information from them. You can do your comedy jokes at dinner." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Awesome!" You know, I. <laughs> That's cool. I'll I'll do my comedy jokes and dinner. Ah. Um, well, because to me, it's like, what's your goal? Is your goal to get the best performance out of us? Then you're failing. If your goal is to be antagonistic and make us feel like shit, then you succeeded. Well done. Well done. But listen, I know that she told you, Lisa, that she was like, "Oh, you're gonna be a big star." Uh, but when this show comes, and I'm so like, I was like, "Girl, she right." Like, like she, I think she had to eat her. <laughs> I think the reason uh, they th- said that is because I dump- I dunked in the cold water and then I stabbed a fish in the neck. <laughs> and so to them, <laughs> they're like, Finland's going to love you. <laughs> and I think- <laughs> uh, my yeah. favorite is the faux pas of the kid. They just leave us the pack alone. And there's the producer walking into a room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. We you don't remember we that? When we came out of your room, it was actually that day that you we had the emergency meeting because now you had like oh, the yes. end of your tether. <laughs> That's what leave me. Yeah, girl, I just wanted to leave, the, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> the nicest one is the one who gets the tail end of this bit. <laughs> I just died. It was uh, wild. It was just a wild moment. But then the insane. appetizers was deaf. That dinner, the antagonistic service of the waitress <laughs> screaming at us, but also that they don't share appetizers. It was like, why don't you just have some of the salmon? I don't get it. You ask it for something weird. You're all hungry. Why do you want someone in your plate? Yeah. That was weird. Happiest place on earth. We you don't know, share. Yeah, but like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing share. with, like, I feel like Scandinavian countries and up north and stuff, like, there's seven of them in the entire continent. So they're not used to, like, sharing or, like, I don't know, bonding with each other. And that's why they're dying of suicide. Like, like their Wait, number one killer is themselves. Like, did you see the Sweden stuff got, tra- was trending yeah, on Twitter? Yeah. Yes, yes, that's 
Yeah. Okay, Toomey's eyes are opening. So basically, like, someone had a Reddit or something like, what's the weirdest thing that happened as a kid when you went to friends' houses? And all these people started writing that they had Swedish friends where the kid they'd be playing upstairs with a kid, and a kid's like, I'll be right back. And then... It would be a while and the other kid would go downstairs and the whole family was eating dinner and they didn't invite him to dinner. Or people like would go to a Swedish person's house and then get a bill for later for everything they ate and drank and stuff like that. What? Yeah. (laughs) It's like part of the thing where they're just like, we're going to eat. We'll see you later. Go home. Or sit upstairs, but you're not eating. Or like one kid was like, I slept over at someone's house. And then the next day they were all eating breakfast without me. And no one offered me breakfast. You have to say something. I can't see that your mouth is open. (laughs) I'm I'm shocked. But it makes sense. I think having been to Pinlet, actually, that kind of makes sense. Except they kept feeding us. So maybe not. But it's weird. They're like, they're friendly. They're not rude. Because no. I was saying, you know, I didn't feel like I did it when I was in France and I found the French a bit offish. This was a place where you're welcome, but leave me alone. It's like, you're welcome, but just leave me alone. Don't, you're free to enjoy the space and, and enjoy, enjoy my culture. Just leave me alone. Yeah, just don't ask me how I am. Yeah, don't ask me how I am. Don't, don't bother me. Maybe jump in a sound naked with me. That's, yeah. that's the best we can. Maybe if you want to talk to me, kit off, let's jump in a sauna. Beyond that, no. I just I just don't want to see your dick before I talk to you. Like, I would like to be like, hey, how is it going before, like, we sit in our kiwi in a fucking opposite, hot wooden box. Opposite for me. I'd rather sit naked <laughs> with a bunch of strangers than suddenly we've worked together for a week and now I see your dick. <laughs> oh, this is a good point, actually. Yeah. Well, I don't want to see the dick of anyone who's, like, who's writing me a check. You know? Yeah. Well, I was going to say um, our per- a particular place that we were at that's like we were tight with the crew and with the producers, but we don't know how they interact because at the end yeah. of the day, the crew like those are their bosses. And so mm-hmm. we're in this in between place because there was one day where we were all going to hang out, but then the crew didn't come. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they don't want to hang out with maybe their bosses. And so I did feel like we were in the middle of everyone. We were the bridge. Yeah, trying to make things happen. But that was, I, I, did, I felt like that was the only person I had kind of conflict with. Um, and the cab driver on our day off that loves Putin and thinks he deserves a Nobel Prize. <laughs> oh no, that was, that started off so well and ended so badly. I did not expect it to end in tears. Like, Who I did not see that shit coming. Hey, eh? No, I just mean it ended in shambles. Like oh, yeah, it yeah. was, it was, and I was just like, please don't escalate it before we get to our hotel. Cause I get the feeling he's, he's an old dude. He seems like the type that will drop us off halfway there because we're talking shit. You know what I mean? So no, I was just about like, his bag. pull it back, pull it back. <laughs> no, he's about that cash money. Well, um, in terms of like how you filmed other things in your past, what was it different? Like how, how are sets and how are you treated? in Mumbai and in South Africa and stuff. I think, oh my gosh, I think they, we gave Stephen a bit of a heart attack because um, I know when I came to the US, I realized how protected actors are and how afraid of lawsuits people are, how afraid people are of hurting people. South Africa, please, man. We're getting the thing in. (laughs) We're getting the thing in the can. (laughs) Well, we'll take you to hospital when we're done. When we call rap, we'll get you to a hospital. Um, 
And so I, I noticed with Stephen that ah, this is very much an American dude because when I was driving the um, the cranes, when I was lifting um, all these um, containers with the cranes, he was having like aneurysms of note. He was freaking the F out. He was like, okay, I can't look. Are you protected? How sure are we how about how safe she is? How's the, what's the safety protocol? Um, you know what I mean? And she was like, are we sure this is safe? Right? Like he was just on a safety issue. I'd do cool stuff and he'd be like, that was so cool. Is it safe? <laughs> so yeah, I, I think the difference for me, I mean, okay, the whole hair and makeup and whatever, I'm spoiled. I'm so used to that being taken care of by production. So the whole um, figuring out my looks every day and uh, look, bless them for getting us a stylist. But now figuring Have out Have we paid the stylist yet? I never day. got an invoice. I, I never got an invoice. Uh, yeah, even Maybe they blessed us. Let's, now this podcast might remind them. Maybe they decided to like... <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Auntie decided to be a proper blesser and just bless us all with those clothes. Oh my God. Explain to everyone about the blessing and the shitting because... <laughs> <laughs> that was something new for me. I mean, I knew about high end. Like I knew that there are sex workers being flown out to fuck all these princes. Like, I'm not an idiot, but... But these girls aren't sex workers. Here's the thing, though. They are sex workers, then there are models and influencers who then go and make a shit ton of money in Dubai. Um, oh, you, I, don't know about, I know about Dubai. And um, they'll be, like, going on these photo shoots, but you never see anything, any campaigns in any magazine or any social media or anything. But, oh, they've gone on this shoot and they with these rich Arab guys, apparently, who get them to do all sorts of stuff, right? So it's been a thing, and we call them blessers. But now blessers in South Africa is also like older men. It's like sugar daddies. It's like the new age sugar daddy, basically, right? But we also have the female blessers as well. We are the older women who will, you know, uh, shower these boys with money in exchange for sexual love. Anyway, so the big thing in Dubai at the time of going to press while we were filming this thing was that there's this new trend where these Habibis are paying like over a million dollars or whatever to these models to poop in their mouths. Like they poop in these girls' mouths. <laughs> and so there was a meme going around of toilets in different countries and the toilets in Dubai were girls in bikinis. <laughs> I remember we were discussing like how much would you take to let a guy poop in your mouth? Like I, we agreed. I don't think any of us, because I knew about pooping on the stomach. I knew they asked for weird stuff, but this, this is like big I knew about the vibes. shitting. There's a fun one where someone lays underneath a clear coffee table and then someone shits on top of the coffee table. So you can watch it happen, but then it's not on you. Unless it splatters. What? Yeah. <laughs> I guess the rumor is the guy who started St. Jude's Hospital likes that. There's like a oh, big free hospital. Free. Isn't that like two girls in a cup? Isn't this where this pooping thing started with the two girls in a cup thing? Um, that's when it hit the mainstream, which I've never seen. I have not seen two girls, one cup yet. You're so lucky. Like, I'm very sad. See, one thing I hated about stand-up comedy sometimes was that you're with boys and sometimes you work with boys who are boys who do dumb boy shit. And so you end up watching stuff like that because they know it's a trap. They make you watch this thing just to see how you react. And it's the funniest thing for them. And then you just can't unsee. So that's how I got to see it. A it trick. was a trap. 
Yeah, Wait, Aditi, how is filming in your country versus what we did? You know, so it's very, um, I mean, frankly, it doesn't compare. It doesn't compare at all. Uh, like the, the level of the meals that we were eating, you know, mm. the, the, the safety precautions we were taking. Uh, also, the general sense of equality between the entire unit, like whether it's the production, the producers and the talent. In India, you have like separate meals for everyone, right? And like different food um, for all three factions. And uh, but here it was like very, very equal, which I really liked. Okay. Because uh, then you get to know, like, I mean, whatever you get, to, you get to blackmail some of them to be like, can you make sure my double chin doesn't make it, you know, to that <laughs> shot or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, also, in general, like, I think I'm pretty well treated on set because of my general, like, where I am in life. I'm very well treated on sets. Uh, but, I mean, this was just another level. Like, this was, I, like, nothing I will do ever will compare yeah. to this. And it was intimate, eh? I love the intimacy. It felt like because it was a small set and you, we each got our own little crew to go with every time. It felt like you're in a closed set, and and that's nice. It feel you feel a little bit more in control, you know. Um, well, depending on who you're working with. <laughs> um, but I, I must say, I, I also enjoyed that because you got the sense that I got this job because they trust me to deliver, and that's it. They're letting you be you and give your version of things. And I feel like, I, I think particularly when you when we're work, working with, with Ansi, I would go, I, every time you're there, I, f I can see this was your idea. I can see how you gave birth to this thing because you are just going with it, you know? And yeah. um, it's there's something so affirming about working with people who show you they wanted you for you. Not you, it could have yeah. been someone else. It literally felt like it had to be the three of us. It works with the three of us, even the chemistry of it. At the end of the night, of the day when we have to get together and, and share what's happened, like, yeah, that could have been so flat between other people. But our personalities were so beautifully matched that I think those conversations are going to be such a highlight. Like people enjoy us experiencing Finland. But I feel like after the first time they see us feedback, they're going to go, I just want to hear them tell each other how this shit went down because that's spicy. How did you find it, Lisa? It was awesome. I felt like I was on the real world. You know, I liked <laughs> that it was I I liked moving around. I love the adventure. I mean, at one point I called it a vacation and you were like, did you just call this a vacation? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I am. Um, it felt so fun. I don't yeah. know how it compares. Everything else I've done is like quick. Like I'm only there for two days, four days. Like, I don't know if I've ever been on a traveling shoot for this long. Like this would be my dream. Like I want to keep continue doing this. But in terms Ooh. of how we were treated, right. I think people, I felt, I felt the same. I didn't feel like a departure from regular life, but it was definitely like a longer stint. I've never been like, the main character of a thing. Or even if you're shooting a special, you're there for what, two days, you know? Yeah. This was the long, I, I think this was the longest shoot I've had. But they were so nice to us. Even when we went to the gas stations, it's like we got to buy candy. We were getting, like they just treated us so nice. And I asked mm -hmm. how much every place that we were cost. And they were you expensive know, dude, what's places. What's your obsession with Haribo? I don't understand. What's happening? I see it everywhere now. Like, if, like, 
I cannot go to a shop now without like a packet of Haribo looking at me. And then I'm thinking of you two buying Haribo and being like, yay. But I love gummy candy. It doesn't even have to be Haribo. Me like too. I want gummy bears. I, I want know. fruit snacks. That's- I want gummy worms. Like I just like that texture, the sweetness, the tangy. Like I love it. Yeah, I remember when when I first started getting these migraines and I was told that, you know, I'd have to probably give up my gummy sweets and stuff, you know, uh, because we're cutting back on anything that may contain MSG and all of this stuff. And that was the most depressing thing. Like I was told, yeah, you might have to stop drinking, stop it with the chocolate. I was cool. But the minute they touched the gummy bears, I was like, whoa, whoa, slow the F down. You know, is it that dire? Am I dying? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'll handle the headache. You know, my my obsession with gummy bears is so bad. There was a time my husband sent me down to show me on our budget, on our shopping budget, how much I was spending (laughs) on on gummy sweets. (laughs) Well, speaking of, how was it being, you're away from your family a lot to work. Is that a drama? Is that a conflict in your life? Or is that that everyone knew what they were getting into when you guys got together? It's a proper escape. Can I tell you the moment that I realized that I like, so I was walking down the stairs and I was the last one to come in. And then Tumi and you were already sitting and chatting, okay, on the sofa, uh, like right by the reception. And I remember being like, oh my God, you know, they're already getting along so well. Um, and, you know, this lady with like three kids, mom energy, if she mom really likes energy. her, I don't think there's anything that I could do, uh, you know, that would... Like, I really like her automatically. And I think that was it. The, the Who moment had mom energy? Like, you know what? The you are nobody? Yeah. <laughs> the oh, jail the- hotel. <laughs> the jail hotel had couch energy. I mean, mom energy. Mom <laughs> energy. I think it's a comedian thing. I think it's, like, really easy to get along with comics around the world. Yeah. I I really do like you just like there is a personality trait there's a connection between comics where you kind of just get it and I think there's I mean obviously there's psychopaths everywhere but I think everyone's (laughs) guards are down you're more willing to be honest that's the whole point we like to talk we wanted to make each other laugh like yeah um, but also if someone needed quiet time like no one was dependent on someone else not being independent you know what I mean but don't you think also it's because we are the we're kind of the we fall into the same kind of category of comedian. We're the real guys. In comedy, I feel like there are people who are, let's say you're a trained actor and you've done monologues and that's how you treat, you treat stand-up comedy. It's something that's removed <laughs> from you. You're funny. It's it's as a thing and you're trained and you can you're not I don't know if you know what I mean. Like there's certain comedians who I the reason I can't hang out with them is because they're either speaking to me in punchlines or yeah, like they're on. They're on. I mean, you're all the a pun time. machine. You're a pun machine. Who? You. Me. You need to write on RuPaul's yeah, Drag you Race. You are puns. Yeah. You you're really puns. Are. Set. You yes. Really are. You don't even know you how really many are. puns you come up with. <laughs> I'm so shocked. I I would say like 40 puns a day. When we were writing the awards for everyone, you were just (laughs) like droning on and on. I mean, you had a pun for everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You You need to write for Drag Race. There needs to be a Drag Race South Africa and you need to be one of the judges. 
<laughs> wow. Thanks. I've never, ever seen myself that way. Um, you wow. were so quick. It's I was like intimidated because you guys were so quick and constantly funny. Where, And then I was like being so sincere in my interviews. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to be funnier. They're so funny. Like I was because you guys are you're quick and you're on. Well, you not were, like, on in an annoying way. I'm just saying like I was just laughing so much. You Both were Raymond's you. dad. You were Raymond's dad. Like, and everybody so, loves Raymond? Yeah. <laughs> Every time that man yeah. spoke, I was on the floor. I would wait for him to say some shit. And you know, I he would like, who it out of nowhere, <laughs> he, that old man was my favorite character and everybody loves Raymond. And for me, you were that. It was like, I know when Lisa says something, we're going to die. Remember when we spent like 10 minutes laughing and couldn't stop at all Lisa oh said Oh my God, was, that moment. The whole moment, moment for the, the end. moment for which the show was going to win the Emmy, dude. The horse moment. It's like, it was amazing to laugh that hard. I don't know. Like, I've laughed so hard the whole trip. Like, I don't think I laughed that much in that short of amount of time that often in my whole life. Like, I was just laughing so much. We laughed a lot. <laughs> yeah. And we laughed a lot. I mean, you were asleep. Don't be mad. But when we were <laughs> drunk and wouldn't go to bed, the tequila night in the factory owner's mansion. Yeah. And I like farted. And then Aditi's like, your butt talks more than any Finnish person. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a new level of friendship. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, I think that uh, I also think that it's also because we are women in a in a male dominated field or whatever and we just come from markets where there are more men doing what we do yeah i think it's a lot of it was just us cross-checking with each other that we're not crazy and yeah. like thinking half the things we do or having half the experiences that we have yeah. uh, i think it's, a lot of it was just like yeah does this happen with you as well okay thank god i'm not insane like personally yeah and i love it it's not that bullshit sisterhood like ugh, please don't judge me for saying this but i can't stand it when um, you're going to decide that because we're females in comedy, there's a whole sisterhood now in a movement. And like that, we naturally came together just as people, as as these bitches who are trying to do a thing. And we're not trying to burn bras. We're not trying to do none of that shit. Like, I think we organically even started to learn about where we come from with our comedy. You know what I mean? In terms of what our journeys are. It wasn't a... Yeah, so the the voice for the sisters, like this is where I'm standing and coming they from wanted the it. sisters. They kept being like, are you sure you don't want to talk about racism? And we're like, nah. But <laughs> no, like it needs, yeah, right? Because we, we, we respond to the world around us. We don't spark it. So why do you yeah. want us to spark a conversation when it hasn't, you know, it's not, um, what's the word? We like pills. Organic? Yeah, it should be organic. Like throw the effervescent pill in the water. Then it'll bubble. Don't tell us to bubble about the, that pill that's outside the cup. No, put it in. Like, there was no pill. And when it did happen, it happened naturally. And we addressed it and we dealt with it our way. Then it becomes the, yeah, but okay, but give it to us this way. No, this is us, baby. This is how we handle this shit. And we're going to move on now. <laughs> it is you know probably I'm one of the closest reality shows to reality that will ever exist. Like, Amen. it was very yeah. grounded. We did not really fake or reshoot or say this yeah. again it really is how it happened is what you are gonna see unless they edit it crazy but that was my first <laughs> insecurity yeah my first insecurity was that i was like but what's the story you're telling because we're in the happiest place in the world i hear you are we here to expose that it's not are we here to show you why it is are we here to say we're here to swim in this fountain of joy 
What's our agenda? And I think that initially that became an insecurity for me. And then as we were shooting, I went, oh, okay, 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 okay. I think actually they're going, we've placed us in the happiest place in the world and we're going to figure out if it makes us happy. Are we happy in the two? Is it everybody's happy? What kind of happy is it? So, yeah. Fuck, but I miss saunas, guys. I was, I took my kids on holiday what? when I got back. I do. I took, I, I took the kids on holiday and I became a Finnish snob because the hotel had a sauna. Said it, said it had a sauna. And I went to the sauna. I was like, this is not a sauna. <laughs> oh, and I didn't answer your question about being away from the family for so long. Uh, to be honest, that's how I stay sane. Like the longer I stay home. Mid-pandemic, I was losing my freaking mind. I don't know how to be home. I really, I don't know how to be home. I've dealt with my mom guilt a long time ago. And when it tried to reset itself, I was like, you need to sit the fuck down. I, I'm, I'm not my best self when I'm home all the time. I need to travel. I need to do my comedy. I mean, two weeks after I got back, I was in uh, Doha, you know, uh, doing comedy. I was away for like... I saw that you wore the pink dress on the show. Yes, Kim. I was serving leg, okay? I was serving leg with a side of thigh, girl. That's what I was doing. I wore the black puffy sleeve dress to my friend's wedding, but then at night I was so drunk and I couldn't untie it, and so I took nail clippers and I clipped it off. I had to take it off, so I have to like go get it fixed because it's such a nice dress. I couldn't sleep in it. It was knotted. I was wasted. I had to be in the airport in like four hours. And I was like, this dress needs to come off. Oh, my God. I love you so much. You're my spirit animal. And I love I, you so much, Lisa. When I grow up, I'll love you like <laughs> no, you. No. Wait. I also, that's another thing that made me insecure. You guys are so international. Like, you know everything. Like, you said you were somewhere. I go, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Do you know where it is, Aditi? It's in the Middle East. It's a country in the Middle East. I had no idea. I have friends who live there. <laughs> Look at it this way. We're from Middle Eastern Africa. You know when you when you on like online and it asks you to pick your region? Middle East and Africa sit together. So maybe don't think of us as international. Think of it as our region. <laughs> you know your region. I know my Dude, region. you know, honestly, I would give I would give an arm and a leg to be as unaware of the world as the average American. I would love to think like I mean, you know, when uh, uh, when the like the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade, which congratulations, America! Now you're you're, you're welcome back, like to the third world uh, club, is, I guess, because India has better abortion laws than you guys. Dude, like it's the most <laughs> backward thing, and I mean, this country's done some backward shit. It's the most backward thing <laughs> ever ever seen. I would, my jaw was on the floor. I was actually thinking about Lisa that day because I was like, you know, Lisa brought up. Yeah. Um, when we're talking about abortion rights and stuff, you know, when I visited that maternity clinic thing and you asked me if I asked about that and I realized, shit, I, I, it never occurs to me because I've never had to be in that position, right? But when it comes up, it upsets me because I go, if I had to make that choice, I would like to think I can make that freaking choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, these are... It's, it's mind-boggling. Like... Guys, I avoid Twitter with like everything in me, but that evening I just couldn't help it. I tweeted, I was like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like life has gone retro. It, it feels like it's not 2022. Well, you just came to the States and one of my favorite things you said was that coming to America is the most expensive downgrade. 
Yeah, a friend of mine, Carmen Naidu, said that. And I thought it was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Uh, Carmen Naidu is also a female comedian of Indian descent, also South African. And she had said that. And when she said that, it hit me so hard because I was like, yes, yes, I, I've, I've lived my great life. I've lived my Porsche mansion, um, red carpet, uh, eat like a king life for... At, for that cost, whatever it costs me in, in South Africa to drive a luxury car, live in a mansion and eat like a king, here will get me a back room or a flat. And if I'm lucky, I can drive enough Ubers to then maybe eat the starters of the king. It's insane. But and they won't even split those starters. And they won't split the starters. <laughs> but wow. we still believe in American dream. Yo, yeah. Lisa, this one thing I feel like this country needs to take credit for is marketing. It markets the shit out of itself. So even when it does dodgy shit, you still find people going, but I still want to chase the American dream. Well, even when the Americans themselves are going, you want to come here to chase what? And we well, like, well, you sold guys, it to us. Like what I never really thought about until I met you guys was you kept saying like the freedom of speech shit where yeah, yeah. we'll see how long that is here, but <laughs> like that you could bitch about your country if you want. And you can't really yeah, yeah. do that everywhere. I, when I came back, I was like on a fucking tear. I talked about it on this podcast, like the fact that people think there's cancel culture here just annoys the shit out of me or how Dave Chappelle thinks he's like a victim of saying something when literally <laughs> there are things you cannot joke about yeah. in yeah. India. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you can In fact, you know, shit. Yeah. And, and I mean, every day, every day that line sort of, and the, the I think the scariest thing about that is, right? One, every day the line is different. Every day the, the goalpost shifts on what you can and cannot say. And you never know what's going to attract lightning at any given point in time. That's what I think is scary. And then you start self-censoring. Then you're like, you know what? I'm just going to do jokes about like, oh, you know, I like food. Oh, no, nail polish. What's up with that? And, <laughs> I mean, I, this is me teasing my two new videos. I like food and nail polish. What's up with that? Which will be out on YouTube soon. But that's what ends up happening is that you sort of end up censoring yourself. Yeah. And actually, that was delightful. I was telling you, man, like I appreciate America for the ability to laugh at itself. I think that is something that you know no other country uh, has as as well as the americans do so congrats on that america give well, me a citizenship yeah it's like the <laughs> quote of like you have to laugh not to cry yeah yes yeah, yeah. the roe v wade is tough because we saw it coming the people that were supposed to be voting for don't really do anything about it the damage it's gonna cause people and what's next it's really and Twitter was tough because it's like I couldn't get off of it, but everyone just keeps saying the same things over and over and we know it. And not, and it's just like, uh, it's so disingenuous. And like the these these judges, I mean, because you saw in the same week, they they knock, um, they shut down a law in New York that was against conceal and carry. And they straight up said there's a federal protection to conceal and carry guns in this country. And then, and then in the same week took away 
the over the federal protections for abortion in the same week. It's like hypocrisy. I mean, I feel like I'm in Germany in the 30s. I really do. I can't. We have people in camps on the border. They took away border protections like Border Patrol can enter your home if you live on a coast like just all of these things are happening. And it's like they're burning books. Like, why are we not more nervous? But I'm not in the streets. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, will I be under a floorboard hiding in an attic? Like, I don't know. Am I going to come, you know, meet up with you in India? Are they going to let me in? Maybe, maybe, maybe what America is going through right now is like tonsillitis. You know how you find out you have tonsillitis and then the doctor says, okay, it's going to get worse so that it can get better. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Maybe, hopefully, you guys are at your worst because it's going to get better. Like, you have to reach the precipice. You have to get but I'm weak. Point. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. It has to because it doesn't. Because they also all have sense. guns. Like the people who they're like this wild minority. They have guns, and they're they have their faith, and they don't give a fuck. They're dumb. Guns. They love God, and they hate women. It's like we're screwed. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if it's a minority. If I mean faith is the reason, and I mean, call it what you will, anyone can take me on at this, but I, we all know it's freaking true that the reason this court ruling happened is mainly faith. Yeah. That is, that's the, that's the freaking reason. So here's my thing, right? Like, I, I was just, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I was like, oh, I want to, what do I want to make a difference and stuff like that? And I think when I was in my 20s, I wanted to make a difference till I was about 33 and 32. Oh, I wanted to make a difference. And then the moment I turned 35, I became like, you know, I need to save my ass. I need to save my home, my dogs, my mom, my family. Uh, and, you know, and just hunker down and pray for the best. Yeah. Um, I, I think that sense of idealism, I have shed like a nice little snake skin. And I have um, sort of, and I also, because I don't believe that everyone would have the same intentions that I would. I don't trust half the people that, because I mean, as you're saying, it's, you know, the people are supposed to be doing something are not doing anything. Yeah. And so then you're like, okay, fuck it. If you don't do anything, well. But this is what they like thrive on. It's the idea that you're just going to get like, fuck it. You know, that's what they want. They want everyone to be like, fuck it. Take our rights. Don't you feel like you're now at a point where you're going to pick your battles, Aditi? Because, I mean, for me, yeah. I know when I was younger, I was taking all of it on, man. I remember yeah. as my career was starting to really take off, it was around the time that our then-president was on trial for rape. And a case he won, by the way. But I was freaking outspoken about it, and I was being threatened by people who were in that party. And then, as I grew older, you know, I ended up at loggerheads with the right-wingers of the country. And ever since then, you want to talk about self-censorship, I've been shit myself. And it's funny because with you, it's legal. It's even, it's like, it's that kind of oppression and, and suppression is legislated. With us, it's not. On paper, the Constitution is the most, one of the most liberal you'll find in the world. You know, you can say what you want. You can express yourself freely. That's on paper. But in real life, you know you're taking a chance when you, when you say shit. You know what I mean? Um, so, I don't know. I think for me, I go, I can't. I'm black. I'm already politicized. Like, I can run away from it as much as I want, but my existence is political already. 
And then I have a vagina. Now it's another whole other thing. And then when I come to America, I must add that I'm an African-African. And that's another. So I can't run away from my political self. If I ignore it, I, I must really, really ignore it and own my ignorance of it. Which in itself is a political act. So I feel like yeah. I must just say what actually matters to me in the moment. And if it doesn't matter, I'm not going to fucking talk about it. You know, if they're killing the rhinos and it matters and it's a talking topic and I don't give a shit at that moment, I don't give a shit. No, I'm that was one of my biggest pet peeves when COVID lockdown like was at its height, like horrible, horrible. Everyone was scared. There was a comic doing a show raising money for a dog shelter. And I was like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> dogs are getting guys. adopted. I'm like, people are losing their homes. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking me? kidding me right now? <laughs> I was so pissed. Yeah. You know, I think now, I mean, in, in, you're right, though, that, I mean, fuck it is the wrong attitude. But I have realized that if there's something I want to say or if there's something that I feel, I do now lean towards elevating other voices uh, that are more knowledgeable than me that have more like legitimacy than me, but may not have the size of the microphone that I do. So then I will like, I mean, it's become that. Now it's become like you take the back seat and you're like, you know what, I will, I'll push this person, mm. like what they're saying in front, that, like make that make sure that, that anyone who's listening to me hears that. Uh, but I, I like, I'm like, I, I don't have uh, an opinion on uh, Roe v. Wade getting overturned in the U.S. I just you don't shouldn't. have an opinion. Yeah, I also, <laughs> it's like, we want men to be involved, but last night I was at the comedy club smoking weed with two dudes, and they started talking about Roe v. Wade, and like, they were saying everything right. They, it was awesome, but I was like, I can't even talk to them about this. It felt yeah, like, yeah. it probably felt how like when all the whites realized like racism was real, like last <laughs> yeah, summer, and they, were like, <laughs> and they want to talk to you about it. And it's like, yeah, we've been thought, you know, he, they were like, and what about this? And what about pregnancies that end? And I was like, I can't do this with you guys. I'm yeah. like, you guys should be talking together. I should be encouraging you. Yeah. But I got up and I was like, I can't talk about this on a Friday night. I want to like, hide i cannot smile like i don't know i'm just devastated i think men are here but i think that women are the worst we are our worst enemies and those are the bitches i can't stand to have a conversation with i just ugh. what do you mean I, hey i'm talking about the women who then want to justify and support this oh, whole yeah. thing around um you know uh, well, that's the big thing in the States. And I'm like, yeah, I hope you're celebrating that young girls are going to fucking die in backdoor abortions. Getting fucking I hope you're raped. Happy. Um, you know? Yeah, that's the toughest part is 55% of white women did vote for Trump. And so it's like, yeah, they voted for this. All these bitches. Like their whiteness is more important to them than anything about being a woman. You know, it's interesting in every society you have this thing, Lisa. I mean, back home, um, there's this uh, Zulu culture thing that happens where it's called Siabashola, which is we check them. And what they do is it's a virginity test. They check your virginity. They open these girls' legs and these old women come and dig in there to prove that there's still a hymen there, uh, which, which then makes them, you know, more valuable to society, more valuable to marry. There was a time they were even, I don't know if they still do it, they were giving away bursaries to girls who could prove their virginity. You understand? 
And when you look at the rape stats in the country and you're going, okay, so with these rape stats, you think we must celebrate. um, I mean, we must punish the girls who don't have hymens, most of whom probably not by their own doing. Forget the fact that you can break your hymen just by riding the bike wrong. You know what I mean? And uh, so it's women who are pushing it. It's not the men who are at the forefront of this thing. It's freaking women. Sometimes I feel like we fought the men enough and they they get it and then they don't get it and then they get it and then they don't get it. Like they, they're like me- memory of a freaking fish. But women perpetuate it. Women, even when women are being abused and beaten, will be the ones who are making her hide it. They'll be the ones who are going, but why are you leaving him? He may be beating you up, but look at your life. Put on makeup, you can cover it with concealer, you know? Or if you're unhappy, you want to leave a guy, they go, but he doesn't beat you. Why are you leaving? We perpetuate this bullshit. So I just also You know, though, like, I mean, like, see, I wouldn't say that this is actually about women. I would say that this is about, like, people being agents of the patriarchy. Right? Yes. I mean, that's just men, women, children, you Everyone and in me. between. Uh, yeah, just everyone is an agent of the patriarchy. And it just so happens that I think women also feel less powerful or like have lesser power to be able to say, okay, you know what, leave him. I'll give you the money to survive. Or like, leave him. Bring your kids over to my house and let's hang out. Yeah. You know, it, so it becomes one of those things where you tend to say, okay, you know what, just put them, put on the makeup. And, and also, I think most women also know, like, if you talk about something bad that happens to you, a lot of it comes from a place of fear. Oh my God, I love this, like this one incident that I think, I, I think I shared it with you guys when we were on the trip that, uh, my mom was like, I was 22. I was 22. And the first time in my life, I was at a weight where I could wear like a strapless dress. And, uh, you know, so I wear this strapless dress. It's a sweetheart neckline or whatever. And I walk out and I'm super excited. And I was like, oh my God, mom, I'm going out. And she goes, not in that dress. You will get raped in that dress. And I was stunned, okay. And it was hot. Like, what a terrible thing to say to a kid on their birthday. And I you know, had a, a basic inkling of some kind of like feminist theory. So I was like, mom, how can you say that? You know, that's victim blaming and that's really not fair. And she was like, look, man, I'm so sorry. I uh, cannot control uh, what the outside world will do to you. But what I can control is how you go into the outside world. So you are not wearing that dress. And like, I get it. A yeah. part of me gets where she's coming from. Um, I mean, I, I resent it and I'm, 36 and I still think about it but I get it um and I don't know where well, that line yeah, is yeah but like, they it's it's the thing of like putting the responsibility on the women to protect themselves instead of like even in trying to change how men act at all because this whole thing of like you were dressed for you did this or you did that and it's like I don't know ch- children in like frilly outfits I don't know nuns yeah. are getting raped so it's like yeah. there's nothing to do it's with confusing. it but we are convinced that <clears throat> it's our like it's our like we brought it upon ourselves for some reason I don't know yeah. I you know I study all the crimes and like I was studying one criminal and he like raped a kid got only one year got back out and then has raped six other kids since then and it's like we're not even punishing these criminals when they do I mean we can't let's not do do rape stuff let's um, yeah I'll tell you what else bothered me about Finland have a restaurant that's (laughs) open past 9 p.m. how about that can we do that especially on a Sunday that's a Sunday thing isn't it because also they don't open on a Sunday because Sunday they would have to pay them double. So instead of paying them double, they'd rather just not open at all so they don't have to pay these guys overtime. 
They're just like, not a consumer. They're not a capitalist society. I wanted to buy a water bottle at the hotel and the hotel girl goes, we have great water. You don't have to buy this. Just drink from the tap. And I was like, that would never happen where I live. Yeah. It'd be like, actually, if you buy two bottles, you'll get three, you know, that'll be. Okay. <laughs> We're going to do some advice. We have voicemails. Nice. Okay. Ready? Nice. doing this before but it got a little ranty and um, I'm gonna really stick to the main points this time so um one time I've got pretty much only one enemy I could think of and I was like I really want to call and never called on a podcast or anyway um I had a rough day on a Friday this during like COVID 2020 like we're quarantining baby anyways um decided to go hang out after having a bad day uh at work and like Cut one of our, one of my friends, like mutual friend's hair, like she wanted to cut, whatever. So we go over there, and I'm not liking this girl's vibe from the get-go. She's like shit-talking her two quote-unquote best friends the whole time. I cut this bitch's hair. She tells me that I can't, like, oh, be a part of their workout zooms because I already have a butt and, like, whatever. It's literally ridiculous shit. I'm cutting this girl's hair. And um, she's, like, the type of person... Not good luck, okay? So we're walking over to, like, go meet up with our other friends. And after we have not, in my mind, been vibing and I've cut this bitch's hair, she has, like, the balls to be like, oh, in Florida, I don't feel closer to, like, anybody than I do to you two. And I'm biting my motherfucking tongue because I'm like, bitch, you just suck. And um, so anytime we, like, would all hang out as a group, my one friend, who was the mutual friend, would be like, oh, yeah, I'm inviting blah, 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 the enemy. And I'm like, oh, God, she sucks, but whatever, I'll try not to judge her. And then every time I hung out with her, it just kept getting worse. Like, one time, literally at the beach, my um, best friend's boyfriend's a little bit older than her. She, like, goes up to him and is like, so, like, what are you guys even doing? Like, why pretty much are you with my best friend? So she's just an overall bitch, will forever be an enemy, don't want her in my life, but I just wanted to finally call a podcast, and Lisa, you are truly, I love you, and I hope I get to meet you someday just really okay bye okay I could not hear that so I need like a recap a quick recap that was wild she was she didn't even need advice she was just like I hate this bitch and I'll tell you why (laughs) (laughs) so she's a hairstylist and her good friend brought this other friend and she hated her because she kept talking shit about her best friends and I do that I was like that's me I talk, I complain about everyone. Everyone annoys the shit out of me. I'm trying to have better expectations. And then one girl went, um, has an older boyfriend and she went up to her and was like, why are you guys dating? This is like not good. Who the fuck does that? Um, if your friend has a friend that you hate, how often are you hanging out with that person? And are you able to like put your shit aside to hang out with this person? Like your best friend's friend sucks. You keep being so confused by this question, Aditi. You have a friend. <laughs> Wait, yeah, one, one. Yes, one. And her friend sucks. Okay, I can, yeah. Yes. What do you do? Do you still hang out with this person? Do you find a way out? Do you tell this person, like, with that's it? Friend. Yeah. With a sucks friend? Yeah, no, I avoid. I just avoid. I, I like, have a lot of other stuff going on. Um, Because I had a friend where my other friends were like, can you please stop inviting them? Like, we really don't like them. Please stop. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's fair. I think Mm. that's really fair. 
I think I that's get, really fair. I get also picky. I do it so I can reserve the right to do that to somebody else. Like be like, hey, like, you know, yeah. please don't invite that person. I get picky on the hangout. If it's a we're going drinking and we're going to a general place where I won't have to interact with the person, then it's cool. I'll just avoid them like the plague. I'm really bad at pretending. So what if it's your friend's birthday dinner and there's five people invited and one of them is someone you hate? Are you going to the dinner? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Giving that person that kind of power. And are you starting shit with this person, letting things fly, calling them out? Like, what is your overall energy? Because with this girl, it's like, okay, you hate this bitch. Like, should she call her out or she should just like laugh about it quietly? Like, what is what's your plan of action? I think she should make notes like she should open uh, like a, a notes, a document on her notes and then just write down all the snappy things she wants to say and then discuss them with another friend. I think that there's immense value in that. Like, so, I think that like you get to talk about it on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I, I think there's value there. For me, I look, my my friends generally are my cousins and my my cousin has a best friend. It's just unbelievably abrasive and i just said to her so what's the attraction how are you you guys are so different how are you because that one always ends up in a fight with someone yet my cousin is the most peaceful borderline cowardly person you'll ever meet like if she says she's going down like a mile away she'll run in the opposite direction she doesn't need to know what happened she just knows i'm gonna avoid that that's how much she avoids conflict and then she has this best friend who just loves freaking thrives on conflict and so I asked her one time, I was like, what's, why are you friends with her? I don't understand, you know? And she was like, I know she gets like that, but I know how to bring her back. And all the other qualities make me forget she's like that sometimes. So I was like, okay, so that's your vibe. I was like, okay, well, I can't stand it. Her energy for me is permanently there, you know? And so what would happen is we wouldn't spend that much time together. You know, my cousin then became aware of it. It's like, okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to put this person in a position where she has to deal with this shit all the time. Because it's going, I don't get it. I'm a puncher in the throat. Did she start shit with you? No, but it, no, would, okay. it would start going there. It would start going there. Like I'd see it coming a mile away. And I'm very good at diverting because I can't deal with conflict. I'm so bad at it. Like, honestly, when I was younger, I ended up in so many physical fights because of it. I avoided so much that when you bring it, I kind of overreact to it. And I lose language and I just, I can only get physical. Like, <laughs> so, no, it's bad, Aditi. It got to a point where my husband even didn't want to go out with me anymore. Like, we didn't go clubbing anymore because it'd be like, oh, if some shit goes down, if I get pushed far enough, I'm in the fisticuffs. Because I don't know how to talk. I don't know how to discuss. I don't that know sounds to... amazing, actually. Yeah, how it's many not, physical fights at the not... club have you been in? How bitches get stabbed. Hey, how many um, fights at the club have you been in? Oh, quite a few. The last one, I ended up with a dislocated shoulder because I had to what? be held back. Yeah. Oh, You're no, I get in. I get in. You're no, but this one, this one you love me for. This guy pinched my ass. Did not nice. know me from like freaking Adam. So I turn around and I'm like, yo, you don't know me like that. And then he gives me the middle finger. Oh my God, did I not lose my shit? I just, Jumped him. <laughs> and then I get kicked out of the club. I get kicked out of the club for throwing the punch. And I'm like, he pinched my ass. Yeah, Which is but why the as your ra- female friend, I would tell you, babe, don't report it. Just let it go. 
<laughs> I would just be like, oh my, this is oh, all. Hell I'm sorry, no. as an agent, as a double agent of the patriarchy. Well, that's been a big I'm part of it. Because it's yeah. like the guy, the bouncer probably also wants to pinch women's butts. So to him, he doesn't see it as a problem. <laughs> that's the whole problem with all of our, le- it's like the rapists making the laws for rapists. Right. Like there's a law. Yeah. So we were studying something where there's a law where like you, the age of consent for marriage, if you're pregnant is 15. But if you're not, so basically, like, if you get a 15 year old pregnant, then you can yeah. marry her. Then but then it's also but rape, it's like, right? who made that it's law? Right. Of course it is. But there's laws. There are states in this union where you could be like 13 with parental consent or whatever. Maybe that's too Holy low. Crap. But like, yeah, Mexico used to be 12. It's like the go- the creeps are in charge. So, of course, they're going to, like, be more mad at you for punching than for him for assaulting you. Protecting yeah. the rights of the creeps. All over the world. Yeah, creeps hey. everywhere. <laughs> That's insane. You know, so I think, so I have a, I, a, my best friend is a comedian and she is like a super social person. Okay. And almost every evening, you know, after every show, she'll have like a dinner at her place and, you know, all the comedians will go over and everyone likes her a lot, which sucks. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't like anyone. And, you know, like, and, and so initially started off like when she's, start having these dinners I would always be like oh you know I've got to do this I've got to go there you know I'm not going to be able to make it and then at some point she asked me she's like I just want to ask you a question are you avoiding the dinners because you don't want to hang out with and I was like yeah actually <laughs> but like she's, she's a friend she's a good enough friend when she's like it's cool like I get it you know and we hang out independently anyway so it's not it's not a problem Wow, I didn't realize you don't like everybody. You seem very friendly. I don't like everyone. Yeah, she does. I mean, it's a part of it's a part of my like uh not liking anybody is where I just I like everybody equally. You know what I'm saying? Where I don't like everybody equally. But I like you guys. Come on. Now y'all are gonna fucking second guess everything I see now. You're gonna be like this insidious bitch. Sure. <laughs> It's so weird. I feel like they're about industry events. I cannot do it. Red carpet and launches and that. I cannot. I can't handle fake conversation, man. Talk to me or don't. Yeah, that's what it's, it's You know, it's also like the extended comedian hangout. Like after a while, I'm like, I just want to go home. I, I don't want to know about, you know, like that thing where you were like, hey, you know, let's discuss this latest injustice. I don't want to discuss it with you. I just want to go home. I want to hang out with my dog. I want to talk shit about Finland. Uh, I want to solve some pretty good enemy problem, uh, you know, and and kind of like take it easy. I think that that's really it. That, that's why when when other comedians are hanging out, I because a bunch of them are like they're they're really on all the time, and um, and someone's overcompensating. Someone's trying to suck someone's dick to get a gig, and I'm like, oh, I just I can't do this. Like it's a lot. That's like, it's what's a lot. tough when you see your friend change to impress someone else in yeah. front of you. Like that's always so kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the business chats are tough, but I do. I'm a so I like to socialize. But I actually got into a little bit of conflict yesterday when I was telling my friend she was like stressed out just hearing it. But I was getting a pedicure, and the woman next to me was w- watching an action thriller movie with no headphones. Oh my god! <laughs> and so I went. Do you have headphones? And she said no. And I go, well, you're making a very wild choice right now. (laughs) 
and um, the bitch in charge, my girl, she came up. She goes, do you want to sit over there? And I said, yes, thank you so much. So I moved. And this bitch's son was listening to his iPad in the waiting area full blast. So they had like taken over the whole salon. Is there not a single headphone in this house? Like, what is happening? That game would be do that on the plane. Oh my God. There was a guy who had it all the way out and he passed out. I was like, how the fuck are you asleep with that much noise? How? Oh my well, God. Well, uh oh. A DT. I do sleep with a little bit of noise. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wait, explain it to to Toomey. I'm gonna pee quick, but just keep talking. Okay. (laughs) Story is okay that after the day after you left, we decided to split the hotel room. So then we go out, we fuck around, do time pass, we come back at the end of the day. I am in bed, I am falling asleep. Okay. And as I'm falling asleep, I suddenly hear, um, you're not gonna be doing that, are you? And I was like, Oh, okay, what? Like I got really scared, like I woke up with a start. Because apparently I was doing my lightly snoring, my ladylike snoring that I normally do. You're purring. Okay? My purring, yeah, yeah. My, as I descend into dreamland purring. And so I'm like, oh, she, I'm really conscious of us. So she's like, yeah, I think you want to turn on your side. So I was like, cool. Like, don't turn on my side. And I'm like, yikes. Then suddenly I'm having these really like, like expansive, like, esoteric dreams okay like about concepts about like rose tinted glasses that, like something about rose tinted glasses when you're wearing rose tinted glasses all all flags all red flags seem like regular flags or something and I'm like holy shit this is like a really intense dream and I wake up from it because Lisa Trigor's laptop is full of the most like apparently and every most depressing freaking episode of Bojack Horseman. She's made a playlist of it and it's playing on full volume in this goddamn prison hotel that we're staying in. I was, it was horrible. Okay, so then I got up and I was like, hey, you know what? I am, a, I'm a, I go there and I quietly creep across, you know, the other side of the room. I go to the laptop and I try and like push down the, the lid of the laptop and she, she waits, she wakes up like this. Oh my god! I was like, "What the fuck?" She woke up like, you know, someone had fucking like just tied her hands behind her, whatever. I was like, "What's the?" She's like, "Um, I need that." And she opens it back up to wow. play. I guess, like, the so fucking, that's a lullaby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she, she is one of those, you know, the people who sits and listens to the violin as the Titanic sinks or whatever. Yeah, but it was horrible. <laughs> She just woke up. <laughs> I was like, you okay? She's like, I'm going to need that. And she fucking opened it and she went back to sleep. Oh, I put in like wow. earplugs and it was still too loud. I put in earplugs oh, and it was still sucks, too loud. Oh, that Because I try to so put like, it really low. I do like, try to put it oh, on the three or four volume. I try. I do. Oh, but no, not that. Oh, look at oh, that. Oh, it's because you were snoring. I had to drown out oh, the snores. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. No, my favorite is what I like getting made fun of in impressions. But I also like how because we were so like 24-7, how quickly we got to know each other. Um, one day you had left and it was our one day in the city. And so Aditi and I are looking for a restaurant. They're all closed. And then she goes, 
oh no, this one's up the hill. And I go, do you think I'm going to be mad? We have to go up a hill. And she goes, yes. And I go, that's amazing <laughs> that you know that already. <laughs> You've known me for a week. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, okay, so nothing is open. Of course, Lisa, our little consumer, uh, you know, was horrified. Okay. Like, what do you mean nothing's open? Bullshit and all. And we're walking and all of Helsinki knows that Lisa wants the restaurant open. <laughs> and I think that's why they were running into their houses and closing the doors out of pure fear. Okay. So then now we've gone down every fucking point, restaurant near me, type in restaurant near me, restaurant near me. Every three steps, you're typing in restaurant near me and going to a new restaurant. And as soon as we get, and of course, we're laughing hysterically. We're laughing hysterically for absolutely no fucking reason, uh, which I think was like 80% of that trip. And suddenly that hill shows up, okay? The moment that hill shows up, I go super quiet. <laughs> she hears and I'm like, it's up the hill. So she's like, oh, you think I'm going to be mad or what? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, the the I found out why the oysters are so good in Finland. The colder the water, the better the oyster. Oh. Just so you know, because I was talking to someone, I go, they were the best I've ever had. I don't get why. And they're like, because the water is cold. But continue. I'm so sorry. No, but that also then that that, that afternoon to me, we went and had like, you know, a fucking royal ass meal and nobody stopped us and we shared a fucking appetizer. Look at How you, rebels. Talk about that. Rebels. And um, we all got to fly first class, which was exciting. International oh. first class is fun. Did you not? You were, right? Didn't it? Did you not have a lay down bed? Is this when we fly? Yeah, I did, I did, I did, I did. did. She's so used to it, she doesn't even like register. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) she's like, I don't think about it. You plebs. Well, that's what uh, I told dude. everyone. I go, they're so <laughs> famous where they're from. I'm like, they couldn't get someone in America on their level. You know what I mean? Ow. Wow. <laughs> but now tell me, Lisa, did you find yourself learning Hindi? Because one thing I really enjoyed about Aditi on this trip was how she, when she gets emphatic or emotional, she naturally segues into Hindi. And so she'll start a sentence I in English so and continue in Hindi. Like... I'd like Aditi. I like Aditi. how you think I would have learned Hindi. I didn't even learn one Finnish word. I don't even know how to say hello in Finnish yet. I just know how to say um, Kitos. Thank you. The Kitos. Day eight, moi, maybe. Moi, I learned. Moi, moi. What's moi, moi? Oh, hi, hi. Bye bye. Moi, yeah. moi. Oh, you killed me, Aditi. Because literally, you will tell her, you've just done this, and she doesn't come back down. She stays on the same level. Oh, yeah, no, no. And then she like right back into it. I'm like, wow, that is so beautiful to see. It's literally. <laughs> Just shut up. I was thinking about it on this phone. I was like, I better not like descend into Hindi. <laughs> you are. How dare you? How no, dare my you? friend yesterday, she goes, yeah, it's wild as an American. Like you, everyone just speaks English and no one expects you to know anything. It's like you just show up <laughs> and everyone's like, well, they're not going to know. <laughs> so. <laughs> We yeah, everyone had to really speak English. Um, if do do you feel like what would you call your number one enemy in Finland? And it could be figurative or like it doesn't have to be a specific person. It could be anything. Well, figurative means exact. I don't. Yeah, whatever. Like, would you come up with an enemy? You know, my number one enemy was bossy. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> my number one enemy was Pati. I uh, did not know who he looked like. I, I did not know his name. Till we had to give out that award to him. And uh, it was horrifying. Positive Pasi. No, my enemy is... Um, the breakfast we had after we were so hungover and there was no grease, there was no, ch- it's like, give me a fucking sandwich. I'm dying here. And so I had to eat little cocktail weenies uh, for breakfast and stuff them in a croissant on camera. I, yeah, I think eating on camera, I'm going to be like, I don't think I can watch this show. Yeah. I don't think I can watch myself yeah. eat the way I was oh. eating that day. <laughs> dude, so I'm not going to watch the show. I'm not going to watch the show because I also, dude, also, oh my God, when that reindeer uh steak was happening i did not enjoy it at all and i think it showed on camera and i am really panicking about that like i really hope they don't show my initial reaction was like like that i really hope they don't show it because then the rest of the meal and luckily nobody noticed it but i know like each of us had a camera on us and i'm really scared that if that shows up um you know it's going to be the like whatever the could be racist <laughs> to be like you're allowed to not like something you're allowed yeah. to try it and not like it you're allowed yeah. to they're giving yeah. us like fucking reindeer tongue we're allowed to say this isn't for me <laughs> i'm you gonna say the sun was my enemy because i love sleep yeah i love my sleep and that sun was just overzealous I no it was really... sick it was twisted when it was 11 o'clock at night uh-uh. and the sun is up i'm like this is eerie and this is weird it messed with me man and messed with me it was fucking yeah. weird, but it was so that gorgeous in Lapland. Me. I feel like that was my favorite. That cabin, yeah, Lapland was amazing. That cabin. I feel my awesome. enemy. Yeah, my enemy in, uh, in Finland was Finnish people's inability or in uh, unwillingness to talk or just to like ramble or to just be yet and I think that was horrifying, dude. Yeah, these fucking kids. I mean, to not have one class clown. It was frustrating for <laughs> sure. Or no. even the library. I like asking the library and I was like, "Do you, what what stresses you out?" And she goes, "I'm not stressed." I go, "You're not stressed at work, never." She goes, "Why would I be stressed?" And I've met a few librarians <laughs> since I've been back and they are like, "I had to kick a homeless man out of the bathroom. He wouldn't leave." <laughs> the people that are unhoused are like looking at porn. I have to tell them, "Please don't do that." Like, oh, everyone wow. is stressed no matter what the job is in the US and then we have this little librarian who's like why am I I would never be stressed (laughs) they live in their best lives yeah they're just like quiet shy knitting and not stressed (laughs) you know it's really weird like I'm watching these little places that thrive I mean because when I was in Doha I went to the museum and it made me think about Finland because you know there's also this thing of isolation of if you keep to yourself and you don't let everyone in because you're expected to let everyone in. That's also how you maintain your happiness because you don't have to look outside of yourself. Like you're in the safety of your own bubble. And there's something about joy in the bubble. There's something about a uh, fool's paradise. And a part of me, after after I was there, I was like, um, is it possible that much as we all have these beautiful, ideal thoughts of the world belong to everyone and everyone being a world citizen, that maybe some nations thrive because they're in isolation of everyone else, because they are so individualistic. Yes, there's a high suicide rate. That's on a more personal level. But in terms of their success and their, well, by success, I mean their economic strength and um, seemingly 
having it together could be that. Because when I was in Doha, I mean, the one guy was telling me how you can live there for 99 years. You'll just have a 99-year-long working visa. You'll never be a citizen. There's no such thing. There's Where? no such thing yeah. in, in, in Qatar. There's no such thing yeah. as you've become a Qatari citizen now. You are forever on a visa. Yeah. Forever. They can give you a 99-year-long work visa. You'll never be a resident. You know what I mean? And so, it, it, what if you marry thinking, someone from Qatar? You will not be Qatari. And so, and you know, it's similar to how in 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 Finland, there's that money that the ladies get for having babies, and you know, there's also the the. the Listen, by the way, it happens only in two or three districts of Finland. Okay, Mia corrected me. I yes. said this on camera, and then she only came and she was like, districts. "Excuse me, this happens only in two or three districts." And I was like, "I'm fucked." Where you get paid to have I'm babies. Fucked. But you still make money from having a baby anyway because you get paid to chill with your baby, right? And that side, you also get a certain amount of money when you get married. They'll pay you for getting married when you're not getting married and your citizens from there. So it made me think, maybe sometimes we must calm down with our idealism and our, oh, the world belongs to everyone in it and go, maybe sometimes it's better just to keep it to yourself and so not you're, share. You're team maybe Hitler. don't share. You're team maybe Hitler. don't share. Yeah. No, I'm saying maybe don't share because they're happy. They don't, they don't have a problem. I, and they're like, I don't like us. It's fine. Uh, we'll live. I don't know. Like you go, I don't like the sound of it. I don't like the idea of it. But look at them. They're happy. They're thriving. They're stable. You know what I mean? They, we were there at a time when, when things were so sensitive. We were like, at any point, Russia could go, actually, we're going to turn our horns on you now. But you didn't get that sense. People were chilled. They're like, no, us, we're in our own heaven. Oh, baby, Aditi is yawning. It's I know. Three times I counted. All right, we'll do. Okay, Sorry. listen to this one. My enemy is Beyonce. Aye. LOL. <laughs> My enemy went <laughs> Probably not give a shit because they are a billionaire. <laughs> but um, anyway, saying I got in, I just saw you live um, with Kara, and um, I'm in my car waiting to sober up so that I can drive home. And in the very first episode of this podcast, enemies, I wanted to call in, but I didn't have the nerve. But you know, like. Vibrations sometimes loosen things up. So, um, my enemy, <laughs> so stupid. My enemy is um, is Beyonce. <laughs> okay, and here's why: we have the same birthday. We came to this earth on the same day, September fourth, nineteen eighty one. We're both singers. We were both um, in the same time zone. Like, she was born in Texas and I was born in Nebraska. Um, I don't know what time she was born. Um, but we've always had these weird similarities in our life. Like, <laughs> we got married in the same year, which may not seem crazy, except for that I was planning my wedding for June. And then she got married in, I don't know, like in April or something, like a surprise wedding. So we got married in the same year. We got pregnant with our first child in the same year. Um, and then uh, Blue Ivy was born about two and a half months after my firstborn. And then we 
this is petty, but we both cut our hair really short in the same year. It was right after her wig got caught in a fan. <laughs> um, I always do things first, and then she always does things after me, and I feel like she's the evil twin. It's weird. Okay, I know I'm tripping. I know. But then I was like, oh, what's going on? Because she didn't have a second child when I had my second child. But then when I was pregnant with my third child, she got pregnant with twins. So now, and again, in the same year. So now we both have three kids. My, her twins were born, I think, six weeks after my last baby. Um, the only thing that doesn't line up is that she has a boy and I have three girls. So it's really weird. And my friends know that I have a weird rivalry with Beyonce as if she would ever want to be <laughs> rolling in my 2008 Toyota Sienna. Okay. I hope she did not drive home. I think that's all we can hope for. <laughs> I hope this bitch did not drive. So I hope you slept in your car and your kids woke up in the morning going, where is our mother? Because you are out and of your mind. <laughs> Listen, this girl made her millions first and then Beyonce copied her millions. I'm with her. Like that bitch. Beyonce must calm you down. Know, Can Beyonce sit down? Like, really? The part I loved the most was she was like, just before the hair bit, she was like, and this is going to sound petty. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. Everything else. This bit is petty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you think only this area. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I, I love her. I but love also her. for <laughs> someone that hates Beyonce, you really know when she cuts her hair. And Dude. Like, <laughs> I was just like, hold on, you know, I know too much about Beyonce. Like, <laughs> and honestly, like, why isn't she like your soulmate technically? Yeah, I mean, could yeah. it be that you're actually long lost twin? Yeah, you could spin this into, wow, me and Beyonce have so much in common. I am also Beyonce in my heart and spirit instead of the rivalry. Because I always say this: there's some people I would rather be their fan than be jealous of them. Yeah. You know, but you'll also find Beyonce probably visits her in her dreams and asks her if she should do these things. And she doesn't realize she's been telling Beyonce, yeah, do this because I'm doing it. And then Beyonce goes and does it. And now she's your enemy. But you put the idea in Beyonce's head in the first place. You sound more crazy than she did. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're sleeping in the car tonight as well. To me. Do not die. Listen, I'm trying to go with the storyline. I'm trying to find the silver linings here, you know. But also, who's the Michelle in her life? The Michelle and Kelly Ooh, in her life. That's a good one. Nice. Yeah, call back next time you're wasted. Yeah. Tell us who the it's, Michelle and Kelly is. Wait, but picture. do you have any irrational celebrity enemies that you just, like, do not like them? You probably don't even care enough. Yeah. Actually, I must say, after spending time with you, Lisa, I do feel like I need to watch more TV. Honestly. It's fun. I mean, I'm gonna once we're done with this and I'm uploading, I'm gonna watch some Drag Race All Stars Seven, and um, then do work, and then do work, then do laundry, then go to a baptism, then three shows. 
You promised me a list of uh, things, eh? You promised me a watch list. I think you should start watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta and go at it. You're in Atlanta. Why not get to know these women? Right? Yeah. You're all... Yeah, I think you should start watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. You have over 10 seasons. It could just be playing in the background music of your life. Love it. You don't have any... Like, I don't like Olivia Munn, but there's no reason for it, and I don't know, but, like, she bothers me. She unsettles you. Yeah, I'm just like, you're not even, like, what, who are you? What are you good at? How did you sneak your way into this life? Hmm. <laughs> How did this happen for you? <laughs> you know, even the, even the, the like, I, I, for some reason, you know, she's one of the Dakotas or one of the Johnsons, where she's, like, super quirky, where her whole thing is that, like, she comes from a long line of celebrities, but she's like totally not like a celebrity. She's so goofy, you guys. Um, and she's like, what, what's her name? Dakota now? Johnson. Dakota. Yes, she's yes. goofy to you. I, you know, she constantly does that stuff where she's like, oh my, like I, I saw something where she was doing like an architectural digest, um, sort of uh, like a tour of her house, yeah. and then she's like, and these are lemons, and you know, like lemons. Uh-huh, Do you mean, know? Wait, lemon. it was limes. Okay, wow. And she's allergic. <laughs> and she's allergic you know, to them. So, 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 I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna <laughs> fuck. You know what? Show me your fucking rich ass house and shut the fuck up about the fucking lemon. Don't make it for more content. I just thought it was weird. I, I like she it. really rubs me the wrong way. Even some other things she did where. She was like on Ellen where she was, Ellen was like, oh, so you, I guess you didn't invite me there or something. And then she was like, yeah, but I invited you. And then you're there. Man, you are literally some other Fanny Johnson sister. Like, just shut up, play the fucking game and move on with your life. Like, nobody's going to want to like 49 shades of grey you more after wow. this. I find, I'm sorry. No, I agree. I, I told you it. No, it was weird because the limes, it's like someone just put them there. She pretended she loves limes, but she's really allergic. Like this bitch cannot be trusted. I agree. This Dakota <laughs> Johnson thing, it's like. <laughs> this bitch cannot be trusted. Why are you saying I... you like limes? Why? <laughs> First of all, I am from the pro lime lobby. And this speaks poorly of my clients. And two, I just think like the whole like quirky, like, oh my God, I'm. Like, if you're super rich, and if you come from a line of, like, literal ro- Hollywood royalty, stop it. Like, stop trying to be relatable. Stop that thing where you're like, oh, my God, so cute. Like, I'm just like you guys. Except, like, not at all. But, like, exactly like you. Just shut up. I agree. I hate the like fake little like. <laughs> brah, 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 brah. I agree. Olivia Munn, you still don't have like a celebrity you irrationally just don't like. To me, to me's in thought. Oh, me irrationally <laughs> don't like. Yeah, because uh, we could all like. Okay, I hate Chris Brown. Obviously, he beat up Rihanna, but right. that, there's a reason. But Olivia Munn has done nothing bad to me or to <laughs> others. But I am just like, what's up with you, bitch? Like she irritates you. Yeah. Uh, I think for the longest time. Uh, wait, actually, I suppose there was a reason. Um, my younger sister used to love watching some Disney show that Ariana Grande was in. It's just my and it would ruin my day victorious yeah <laughs> i used to be 
Why? And then when she said she sings, I was like, no, not a fuck. She can't. Don't let her. What? But then you loved her singing voice. I no? loved her for the singing. And I was like, okay, can she sing all the time then? So I, I don't, I'm trying to think of someone up. Like, no, do he that impression hated, again. But... That was good. Do the impression again. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, stop. Oh, I'll tell you what I actually started liking her. I liked her when I felt like, no, put like, um, okay, put like, means like fuck off. Um, when uh, I think it was Bit Midler who made a comment about her singing. And I was like, ah, ah, granny, leave the kids alone. Um, it is how she talks. It is how she talks. And you know, kids can't watch TV at a normal volume. It's like up there. So I was like, oh my God, it's like there's a giant mosquito in the house. I hated that. Um, no, I can't think of anyone. <laughs> I think it's someone from Jackass. Jackass. It just, ugh. Ugh. I, ugh. I would get annoyed. And probably because also my husband is like such a huge fan of Jackass. I'm like, you're irritating. It's <laughs> a grown ass man who'd grow the fuck up. And here's this guy who's like, ah, punch me, Michael, um, Mike Tyson. And then he runs into Mike Tyson's face. And I'm like, someone shoot this guy. Shoot him. Let's let's do the ultimate jackass. I prank. was a big jackass girl. I loved it. I would like blindfold would myself and roll but around on mouse be. traps. Yes. Like I wanted to be. Yes, you would be. Wait, we have to wrap up. We have to end. You're all amazing. This is most a, a ploy just to see you. Um, and I shoehorned <laughs> some enemy shit in there. And if you guys want to see us, we'll be performing in November in New York. So stay tuned for that. But Aditi, while we were in Finland, you were in multiple fights with people on your phone, texting, calling, voicemailing. Oh my God. Are there any yeah. updates on any of the fight, the fight of the rich person that wrote you all these messages? Oh, Did shit. you yeah. ever respond? Oh, that was hectic. So, you know, I, um, I, I, I haven't sent any text. Good. But I, um, but I, but I'm, I'm getting her a cake. Like I'm getting her a small, like, let's be friends again cake. She's coming back into India. Um, at the end of this month on the 29th I think she's back in four days and I'm just gonna go over and I'm gonna be like hey man here's a cake you know I, I don't know if I'm really worried about where that conversation is gonna go but you want to do cake. cake in my face why are you bringing the cake why why I, I feel like it'd be a little bit charming like it might sort of you did nothing wrong but you did yeah you did nothing wrong you're you're like going into a situation to be abused by this narcissist again people cannot help you and then call out how they helped you and act like you freaking owe them a kidney seriously she just wants to be friends you with someone what? rich but she doesn't want to say it yeah you know maybe she likes it. this friend's maybe, money maybe that's it then say Maybe that to her and say, I love, I love your money. And for your money, <laughs> I will do this for you. Will you accept me, um, you know, unconditionally with your money? Or oh, then I just like, while she's sleeping, take her thumbprint. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then put it on her will. And then just, like leave all her stuff to me. Uh, and what about the friend yeah, I, you fought with that you met up with in Amsterdam? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No. So, I mean, whatever. Turns out. She is a raging asshole, right? I mean, and that's why we're best friends. In fact, I realized <laughs> that, um, you know, like there, there's always people uh, like, because I think I'm just such a fucking sensational personality. <laughs> there are a lot of people, you know, like a lot of the stuff I say becomes like a lot of people like, like pick up phrases and stuff that I say a lot, yeah. right? As I said, I mean, one, due to my sensational personality and mm -hmm. two, because I talk a lot. 
And so I realized that actually a friend of mine who I fought with, who I met in Amsterdam, and then I went and stayed in a house in Germany uh, for 10 days. Um, I, I've stolen about 70% of my personality from her. Oh, wow. That's what I realized. Wow. I realized. I mean, technically, I'm her Beyonce or whatever. I mean, <laughs> she is my whatever. Yeah. I've, I've stolen about 70% of my personality from her. She is a raging bitch. Uh, and she is overly particular about everything. Like, she's, ever since she's moved abroad, uh, and I think because also Indians don't know how to behave themselves abroad. Like, I, that's our thing. Uh, and I'm quite proud of it. And so I would go to, like, I was, I was, I was staying in her guest house, uh, in her guest room or whatever. And then I'd go into her kitchen and make eggs. And uh, then she would have this, like, complete shit fit meltdown where she'd be like, the kitchen is smelling like eggs. Fucking do the dishes. This is ridiculous. How the fuck did you grow so old? You know, without fucking, I was like, oh my God this is me like she's uh, i mean she's amazing she has she has not given a fuck uh since for seven years now i realize or she gave lesser and lesser a fuck in the time that we didn't meet so now i'm absolutely smitten by her because she, she talks to me like i'm an idiot i'm smitten by her <laughs> but what does her boy when she cooks eggs it doesn't smell like i don't understand like you have yeah, eggs that was confusing you brought the eggs so she no, no, no. So she does not uh, like her house smelling like anything except, I guess, house. Which, I guess, I don't know, you have house-scented house spray in Germany. But she needs you to open every window to air out the, this thing. She needs you to, like, she's like, if the, if the smell of egg clings to the curtain, I will make you hand-stitch me new curtains. And I was like, am I in love with her? This is why we're best <laughs> In fact, the, like the earliest reason, I mean, you know, there's one of those things where we have one of those relationships where you can say whatever the fuck you want to the other person. And I think I'd forgotten that. I think I had forgotten that we had that equation yeah. uh, because it had been seven years since we met. Um, but, and, I, and you know what, to a very large extent, I think it was also with that, I think it was me not respecting her time. Because she was like, look, man, she's like in the process right now of finding a job. And so she's like super stressed. And we live in a world where so much of your value and who you are uh, comes from what you do. Mm. And so she is already grappling with all that stuff about, you know, like, like when she's like, when we go out to dinners and lunches and stuff, sometimes people don't even ask me, like, what are you up to? They'll just turn to my husband and be like, what are you up to? And she's like, it kills me because... You know, they don't even care because, I mean, like the last two times I've spoken to them, they're like, oh, she's still looking for a job. They don't even ask what's up because they assume she's got some home shit going on. And so she was like, you disrespecting her time like that made me doubly upset. And I was like, I totally get it. I totally get it. You know what? And I was flaking. I was being fucking dumb, by the way. And it all came to a head because I bought the ticket. So the backstory is that I told her buy me the ticket then I told her don't buy me the ticket because I'll come a day like earlier or something like that so she had to she had bought me a cheaper ticket a train ticket I said no no I don't need to fly to this country to go there I'll come meet you directly in Amsterdam this that and the other I bought a ticket which I found very cheap I like it was a it was a hundred euro ticket and I was like well you know this bitch is rocket so I fucking you know at some point sent her a message being like oh you were saying the tickets are really expensive I found something for like a hundred euros so how about that and she was like, well, good for you. And then I get to the airport and get what? 
the ticket was for a month later. <laughs> and that's why it was so cheap. <laughs> so then I was like, should I, should I call her and tell her? Like, and this was just after I'd left Helsinki, dude. So I, like, I couldn't even back and be like, I'm coming back into the Katanyoka jail hotel. So I just spent the remaining 200 euros and got a 300 euro ticket. Did she like that and you were wrong? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she was very happy. She was extremely thrilled. And that's why I was like, you know what? This, this one, I, I want to sit this one out. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'll take whatever she says. I'll take whatever she says. Uh, so both are one's resolved one might be resolved but we don't know yeah. yet but we'll see if this friendship cake works with this narcissist <laughs> yeah 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 i didn't even you know it's one of those things where i hope it'll like i, I don't know if it'll work i think i think our relationship has been changed because i think that the conversation about boundaries needs to be had mm. i don't know if i want to have it but i also don't want to end on a or not even end. I don't want this to be on a bad end, or on a like just have bad energy between us. So I think I'll just take the cake and I'll give it to her. And if she feels like having the discussion, um, you know, I'll try and sort of do the discussion. If she doesn't, uh, you know, or if she's like, "Fuck you, I don't want your cake. Get out!" Like that's also cool. Like as long as I know I put, um, you know, myself out there in cake form. <laughs> <laughs> in cake form. Tell everyone where they can find each of you. Follow, plug your shit. Plugging our shit, we're all like, I'm into this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think I'll let you go last, Aditi, because you are busy. I'm just on on uh, oh. on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> to me underscore Marike, that's it. And your go, Netflix Aditi. special all people could watch. Oh right, it's still on. Yeah. Ooh, they can watch my film. I'm also in a film called Seriously Single, so check it out. It's fun. It's also on Netflix. Um, that's it. Yeah. Thanks. Movie star people. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. Um, so I am uh, uh I have two specials on Netflix, things they wouldn't let me say. And uh a part of Comedians of the World series called uh Girl Meets Mike. Uh I also have one on Amazon Prime, uh UK, US and Australia called Mother of Invention. And I am uh, on Instagram as A-D-B-Y-M-I-T-Z-Y. That's Addy Mitzi. I am on Twitter as A-W-R-Y-A-D-I-D-I-R-I. Aditi. Uh, and I am on drug every time. Yeah, and I she doesn't have TikTok because it's banned in India. <laughs> <laughs> but check out her reels. She's very passionate yeah, about cute. transitions. <laughs> I'm very passionate. Thank you. Thank you. She kills it. What am I going to be known by? Um, Amazing. Missed you guys. Hopefully. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Just November. Just counting down the dates to November. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's See do it. you later. Was that a fever dream or a good episode? I don't know. I have no idea. But thank you for supporting me, being on my side. Your compliments mean the world. Like, I can't believe people like it. It's really exciting. And I hope you see and understand why I like these badass girls. And if, you know, go watch their Netflix specials. Go watch their movies, projects. Follow them. Support them. Follow Aditi on TikTok. Well, TikTok is banned in India. But she she reels. She reels. Um... But thank you always and forever. I feel really lucky and enjoy your lives. Hey.
Enemies is a HeadGum Podcast. Trish Hadley is our executive producer, engineer, and editor. Katie Moose is our supervising producer from HeadGum. Me, Lisa Traeger, I am also a producer. Hello. Thank you so much, Carly Jean Andrews, for the cover art. You're incredible. Jack Krause, thank you for the theme music. I love it. Please follow me on Instagram at either at GlitterCheese or at Enemies Podcast. Tell us about your own enemies by emailing enemiesthepodcast at gmail.com or calling 323-677-1943. That was a HeadGum Podcast.